0: Hebrews chapter 5, verse 7 through verse 14, and I'll be reading from the NIV. During the days of Jesus' life on earth, he offered up prayers and petitions with fervent cries and tears to the one who could save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverent submission. Son, though he was, he learned obedience from what he suffered And once made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who would obey him and was designated by God to be high priest in the order of Melchizedek. We have much to say about this, but it is hard to make it clear to you because you no longer try to understand. In fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers. You need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word all over again. You need milk, not solid food. Anyone who lives on milk, being still an infant, is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness. But solid food is for the mature, who by constant use have trained themselves, have trained themselves... To distinguish good from evil. This preaches by itself. Let's go back to verse 8. Son though he was, he learned obedience from what he suffered. Once made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him and all of God's people said amen. I want to speak to you uh, just a few moments from the subject obedience training. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. Obedience training. Oftentimes when we talk about the work of grace in our lives, we talk about our salvation. And we should. We're saved. By faith, through, through grace, by faith, not by works, lest what any man should boast we're heavy especially if you are part of the conservative Christian fundamentalist movement you're really strong on teaching grace for salvation and if you're from the Pentecostal charismatic culture you make a strong emphasis on the baptism of the Holy Spirit with uh, a supernatural experience of glossolia xenoglossia or what we call talking in tongues You know, a great emphasis on salvation by grace and the baptism of the Holy Spirit by faith. But that's one aspect of our spiritual journey we have a tendency to skip over or ignore, and that's called sanctification, which is also a work of grace, the the setting apart. The purification of the believer because the truth is when you get saved, I mean, and you really get saved because you believe God, it doesn't automatic eradicate all of the movements of your carnal nature. Oh yes, you got saved. Some of you said the sinner's prayer. And some of you got baptized in the water. You joined the church, but oh, how disappointing it was. Just a few days later when you realize that although there's some things changed about you immediately, there's some other things that lingered on. Tell your neighbor, you got to be trained. And that process of being trained in obedience to God is called sanctification. It's a work of grace. It's something that God does. But although God does it, you must be submitted to him. For it to take place in your life. You know, yes. He's already saved the world, but salvation won't take place for everybody because you have to receive what he has done. Okay, let me go into scripture for this really quick. Listen to what it says in, uh, in Psalm 86, 11. It says, oh Lord, teach me how to live. Teach me how you want me to live. Then I will obey your commands. Make me wholeheartedly committed to you. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 14 says this, for by one single offering. What's the single offering? The death of Jesus, the sacrifice of the Lord. By this one single offering, he has perfected you for all time, those who are being sanctified. I want everybody to say this, say, "I I am saved, but he's still sanctifying me. It's a work of the Holy Ghost in our lives. It's, it's, it's sanctification of the believer. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 26 says this. I don't want to give you a whole lot of scripture. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 5 verse 26 says that he may sanctify her. Talk about the church. Talk about us believers, Selena. Having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word. The hardest thing to do is try to get your students to pass a test who don't show up for class the issue is not the teacher or the textbook it's the student look at your neighbor tell your neighbor you gotta show up you gotta show up to the word and so when I look through scripture I see uh, Jesus Yeshua using the examples of nature and agriculture to minister biblical truths. He uses parables which are earthly stories with divine meanings. He uses the teaching of sowing and reaping, things that the people knew that he could communicate the principles. When you look in Proverbs, it talks about nature. It talks about look at the ants. When when it talks about the Holy Spirit, he says look at the wind. So he uses things that we are accustomed to in order to give us understanding and revelation of what he's trying to communicate to us. Like oxen, he says look at the oxen, you know. Uh, don't muzzle out the mouth of the oxen that treads out the corn. He wasn't talking about oxen, he was talking about preachers, right? He was talking about that the yoke would be destroyed because of the anointing. He was talking about the yoke that they would put around the neck of an oxen in order to try to control it. He likened us as a, to oxen with a burden around our necks. I said all that to say this. In the next few moments, I must use something that you're accustomed to I, and that I don't want you to be offended by it. <laughs> because there's no way to teach obedience training in an American culture without talking about dogs. I'm not calling you a dog. Obedience training, because we have domesticated these animals. An animal that lived on the outside of nature. Now we've brought them into our space, and now they must have to learn how to operate in a different space. Mm. And in obedience training, learning obedience, one of the first things they teach a dog to do is how to sit. Sitting is a posture of submission. Many of us can't be taught because we won't sit. We won't sit under anyone. We won't sit at the feet of wisdom. Those who stand before greatness are those who have sat at the feet of greatness. Look at your neighbor, tell your neighbor, learn how to sit. Then the next command, trainers teach our pets to do. Is how to stay. This is a hard command because this command is given to someone or something that has the ability to leave. Staying can be hard when you have options. Staying can be hard when those options are in front of you. He told Israel, stay still and see the salvation of the Lord. This means it's possible to move so fast that you miss out on what God is trying to show you. You can move so fast that you miss your miracle. I need you to look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, stay still until you get the next instruction. Sit. Stay. The next command in obedience training is come. That's when God is beckoning you. No more delayed obedience. When he says come, he's talking about right now. Now, uh, a long time ago when I was a child and growing up when my mother was call my name, I never responded with what? What? If I did, I don't remember it. If she calls your name, you must come to her to find out what she wants and some of us have been shrugging off the voice of God but in this season you got to learn obedience when he says come come now there's going to come a season in obeying God you've got to move at his voice before getting all of the instructions Abraham go to a land where I will show you Mm. come Come, come. Then, I'm almost finished. Another instruction in obedience training huh? is off. Off. Mm. That's when some of y'all's uh, pets, I know your family members, whatever y'all call them. You know, someone walks in the house and they're real friendly and they go get up and they put their hands on somebody who have not invited them. The instruction that's given is off. In other words, this kitchen counter is not for your paws. Off. In other words, it doesn't belong to you. Off doesn't mean you have to leave it. It just means you have to know your boundaries. Off. It doesn't mean you have to walk out of the room. It means you got to get down. Off. And some of us have made mistakes because we haven't known our boundaries. You got to learn how to be in the space and know where your borders are. Mm. Tell your neighbor, I'm learning obedience. What do you mean you're learning obedience? See, learn obedience. It means learning what God wants and what God requires for our lives. because the truth is, we don't know unless we have to learn it. You've got to learn obedience. You've got to be sanctified in your hearing. You got to be able to discern the voice of God. My mother said something very powerful the other day. She said there comes moments when you get in your car, you just need to turn your music off. Because sometimes it's hard to hear what God wants when you already have your mind made up. Somebody shout off, off. Mm. And then there's another command called heal. Heal means walk beside. The one that owns you It's not running in front or running back heal It's about operating in the timing of God I'm not screaming, but I want to give this message to save your life because the reason why some of us are Stuck and repeating the same cycles over and over because we haven't gotten still long enough to learn obedience We think we know Mm. Heal walk with him not in front of him walk with him walk in the timing of God because doing a good thing at the wrong time still will not give you the desired results I'll get out of this obedience training but I'll give you this last one Okay. no No I mean will I feel no I mean I won't know when God is training you in obedience he will sometimes bless you with immediate reward but when you mature when you mature in God you start realizing that obedience itself is the reward I mean I did what God told me to do I mean well, I mean ain't nothing happened yet I did what God told me ain't nothing changed yet no 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 it's not about the reward those rewards when you were just getting disciple and those blessings and those quick turnarounds and he did it in 72 hours that was just to let you get your footing but the more you walk with God the more you realize that you're a part of a plan that's bigger than your comfort and bigger than your wants the Bible says delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart in other words you must consume yourself with God's delight and what you desire will come but you can't focus on your desires so much that you're not walking in God's obedience. I'm glad we danced early. I want y'all to hear this. I need you to look at your neighbor tell your neighbor I'm learning obedience. Because everything in me wants what I want. You can't Establish your faith system and your doctrinal depth based upon your feelings and your thoughts. There are some things in the Bible that my carnal fleshly mind don't agree with. But guess what? God never asked me. When he was instructing the scriptures, he didn't ask my permission. He didn't ask me what I felt about it. He didn't call aboard me. He says, "I am the Lord. I sit on the council of my own will. I don't change. You all change, but I don't change. Our desire should now be not to conform God to us to God, to be conformed to his instructions, to be conformed to his word and the only way you're going to experience it is when you start learning obedience and to be honest what some of us call spiritual warfare is God's chastisement What we call spiritual warfare and i'm just I'm just suffering I'm just suffering how are you suffering when you've been disobedient you're not suffering for righteousness you're suffering because you've been out of the will of God Jonah this storm is coming not because you went the right way it's because you went the wrong way and you have never learned obedience until you can be honest about your decisions. I tell you start being honest i 'm here because I disobeyed. come on y 'all be honest with me. anybody have ever had to sit in your own stuff because when God told you, hallelujah, come on y'all don't leave me out here by myself, y'all making me feel naked by myself, has anybody ever had to sit through a season of your life and you said I can't blame nobody I can't blame my mom, I can't blame the church, I can't blame the preacher, I can't blame my boss, I should have went back to school when God told me to I should have broke off that relationship when God told me to, the only reason why my heart is broken, I can't even blame the person who broke my heart because when I ask God, should I date them? God said no. I chose to do it and now I got to sit through it. Tell your neighbor I had to sit through it. I had to you know we start learning obedience. We won't always need a financial miracle. The Lord said, off, off, that ain't yours. Off, you want want what everybody else wants, And no, you can't make the payments. And God is saying, off, off. (laughs) (sighs) Hallelujah. Not knowing boundaries gave space to something that should never have access. (sighs) Oh my goodness. There are some things There's some things you want to do for God. And there's some things you want to accomplish in life. Hear me. There are some things truly in your heart you want to do for God. And there's some things that you want to accomplish in your life. But the Lord said, before you do that, first, you must learn how to obey me. You got to learn obedience. And I saw the Lord do that with Israel because them people that got ready to walk in the promised land, they were wilderness wanderers. They were born in the in-between. They ate every day, not because they obeyed God. They ate every day because God just dropped it on them. Miracle food. They didn't sow. They didn't have to reap. It just kept dropping and they just gathered it. Every morning, oh, here comes the manna again. He said, but I'm getting ready to bring you into a new place. And if you try to live off of the miraculous, you won't know how to function in the principles. You know, I mean, come on. Yes, I believe God's healing for our bodies, right? But now I want to learn principles how to get my body healthy. And then we can save some of the oil for some other miracles. Come on, somebody. Y'all y'all talk to me in here. You know, I won't always have to be rescued in deliverance if I learn how to make good decisions. Start hearing God. Start hearing, oh, start hearing God. So the children of Israel, Nicole, they come out of the, they're coming out of the wilderness, coming into the promise always living off of miracles that they don't know principles and when you're always living off of miracles and never walk into principles it will hinder you from possessing because possessing comes with responsibility and people who always need to be rescued will never have time to be responsible for anyone or anything else. No, really, really, if you always need rescuing, when are you going to walk in your purpose to be the hands and feet of Jesus? I'm not trying to beat y'all up this Sunday morning. I just want to get you alert this morning. And so he says, y'all been living off of miracles the whole wilderness. Now I'm about to bring you into a promise, All right? You see that city, Jericho? You're going to have to possess it. You're going to have to possess it. So what I want y'all to do is uh, walk around that wall okay, and say nothing, someone interviewed me not too long ago and says, what is one of your greatest challenges in pastoring, they thought I was going to say finances, because that can be a challenge, getting sermons together, preaching out the same Bible to the same people all year long for over 18 years <laughs> challenge <laughs> you know sleep challenge but one of my biggest challenge is this oh. cuz I've been called to speak but your words won't be valued if you don't learn silence one of my hardest challenges has been not to defend myself. My Till your defense comes louder than your message. One of our hardest challenge has been able to sit still and be quiet. Walk in silence. Now I need somebody here to be honest. How many got in trouble in school for talking? Raise your hand. Oh, what kind of church is this? Uh, I mean he's a good student but uh, excessive talking and see this is what I feel I don't feel like I was talking more than anybody else I just feel like I'm the one that kept getting called like everybody else could see the teacher looking and me I'm sorry. and see then what we did and needs improvement <laughs> Go around the wall. All right, we're going around the wall. What do we do? Nothing. Shh. Go home. Okay. Tomorrow, what we're we gonna do? We're gonna walk around that wall. Mm. Shh. Don't say nothing. Let me tell you. Some of you, if you learn how to hold your peace, God will fight your battle. I don't how I don't care how toxic your work environment is. Go in, smile, speak, and sit, and do your work. You don't. Oh, y'all not sending them in here. There comes moments where they have to try to interpret your silence. Come on, Hallelujah! Don't give people nothing to misconstrue. Silence. Tomorrow, what you gonna do? Y'all get up and walk around that wall. What was he doing? He was teaching them obedience we have to be trained in obedience and one of the those moments when God is training you in obedience you don't have a lot of information you just follow instructions see again when I was growing up and mama said let's go y'all where we going My mother says to me sometimes, she says, When you preach about me, you make me sound abusive. I was like, mm. <laughs> To today's standard, <laughs> I need soul care ministry too. <laughs> but you know what she always said? You never got in trouble, never had to bail you out. Hear me. He was training them in obedience every day, just instructions silence and you imagine what happens on the seventh day right they walking around the walls of Jericho yeah we know (laughs) we went around one time time to go home did I say go home walk again walk again walk again see all of those days before were training your legs for the journey And see a lot of us hallelujah are ready for the long drive and we haven't made it around the parking lot yet You got to learn how to be faithful on the level you're on You got to know how to hear God in the space you're in I need you to look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor. This is not the climax But this is the process and until you get processed. You'll never make it to your summit There There's some things you want to do for God. There's some things you want to accomplish in life. But the Lord says you got to first learn how to obey me. Obey me without understanding. And even obey me without agreeing with me. Uh, Yes. Your agreement, especially in the beginning, is not necessary. Your obedience is. Because certain instructions you don't reveal to children. Certain information you don't reveal to children. You want to reveal it to sons. And the more you walk with God, the more you mature from being a child of God to a son of God. Being a son means he's now revealing to you the weight and the responsibility of the assignment. That's a maturation. That means we go beyond just drinking the milk. I mean, really, he says, you should be teachers by now. But now you still need to be taught what's proper and what's not. By this time, you should be somebody's covering. (laughs) But you're still hmm, uncovered. (laughs) By this time, you should be discipling others. By this time, as long as you've been in church, as many scriptures as you know... I can start it and you can finish it. By this time, you should be bearing fruit and souls getting saved, but you're still living in captivity. By this time, you should go from drinking milk needing God to fix it and needing God to work it out and needing God to, Lord, change me. At this point, you should be able to change yourself. No, it's the baby that needs to be changed. My God. It's the baby that cries because it needs to be fed. When the older you get, you use your words. What you need, you articulate it. Hallelujah. And you don't wait for somebody. I just don't feel like I'm getting fed. Well, you're not growing spiritually. If you wait to get fed every time you come to church on Sunday, just eating one day a week, baby, you're going to lose weight. You got to know how to get up Monday morning after I and preach this message. Open up your own Bible. Write down your own notes and say, you know what God's spoke to me on Monday you should come with bread you should come bringing your own basket at some point it should be a good potluck because you got a word and I got a word God says something to me and you should understand this you should understand this but we got to slow it down We got to keep going back, going over the rudiments, we got to keep going back over the fundamentals, we still got to go back over, come out from among them, holiness standards, we still got to keep going back over, you know, daily prayer, you know, you know, you being responsible for your own personal devotion. Glory be to God. You still, oh, you still need, you still need a word. Hallelujah. But you never bring a word. Mm, glory be to God. Hallelujah. See, 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 see. See, when you're a child, you got to be carried everywhere. Glory be to God. I said when you're a child you got to be carried everywhere You got to be pushed everywhere Paul says when I was a child I acted and spoke as a child But when I became a man I put away childish things I need you to lay hands on your neighbor And tell your neighbor it's time to grow up in God It's time to grow up in God And the way you grow up You got to learn obedience You, God says get up at 5 o'clock in the morning Get up And you ain't got to go Facebook live to get up You ain't got to make a poster about it to get up just get up you don't you matter well what do i supposed to do just get up and you'll find out my god you got to learn obedience to the simple things we want to do the great things but god says i want you to learn to be faithful over the simple things because your desire to do the simple things of god reveals your heart for god Y'all didn't put my time on the screen. I don't know how far I did went. Oh, Bishop, Hear me. <laughs> Mr. Miyagi. <Yes. laughs> oh, Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> See, y'all from the, some of y'all were born in the 2000s. That's still unbelievable to me. <sighs> that somebody was born in the 2000s. That was a movie that came out uh, first time in 84. Yeah, 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 yeah. Karate Kid. Yeah. Uh, boy was being bullied. Uh, he wanted to learn how to defend himself. And he met Mr. Miyagi. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Mr. Miyagi was a professional uh, person of karate. Yeah. Yeah. He wanted to learn how to fight. He wanted to do the fancy stuff. He wanted to look the part. He says, Mr. Miyagi, I want what you got. What's on you, I want it on me. I want to be able to do what you do. Give me what you got. Mr. Miyagi said, you really want it? He said, I want it. He said, wash that car." You really want it wash the car and what did he do he got mad because it didn't look like what he wanted My God. And many of you have not obeyed God because he ain't saying what you want to hear. Glory be to God. But I'm telling you, the miracle is in the instructions. Your next level is in serving the level that you're on. I need you to scream at somebody to tell them simply obey God. You, ain't, you can't wait to feel it because if you wait to feel it, you're going to miss it. Tell your neighbor, obey God, obey God. This may not be the word y'all want to hear this morning, but I'm on my way to my seat and on my way to DC see I need you to get out of your seat and tell them this is the word of the Lord for you simply obey God learn obedience train your ears in obedience train your eyes in obedience whatever he says do Mary says whatever he says do Do it. I don't know why God got me doing this but simply because he said it, I'm going to keep doing it. He got me praying in the morning, I'll keep praying. He told me to go out and walk, so I'll keep walking. He told me to keep bringing people lunch, so I'll bring the lunch. He told me to sit in the sanctuary by myself and pray, so I just sit right here. Don't know what he's doing. I know what I asked for, but this looks nothing like what I asked for. But one thing about God, one thing about God, God has a way. Raise you up by taking you down. God has a way by causing you to submit just to elevate you. Scream at your neighbor. Say, it may look like you're losing. It may look like you're wasting time, but tell them you're winning all the time. You're winning and you don't even know it. You're prospering and you don't even know it. You're expanding and you don't. How do I know that I won't miss it? It's because I'm learning obedience. You won't miss it. You won't miss it. You won't miss God obeying God. You won't miss God obeying God. Obese. I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm learning obedience in the simple things. See, God would test you out. I'm in serious. God would test you out in simple things. Stuff that you said, well, hey, that don't matter. Everything with God matters. Everything with God matters. Simple obedience. See, this is why I don't like people to walk up to me and say, will you mentor me? That's so annoying to me. First of all, you don't want me to mentor you and you don't even show up to the place I'm already talking. You want some sort of preferential treatment and some sort of spotlight, some cheat notes. Ooh, hallelujah! You know how the Bible says Christ learned obedience through what he suffered. We don't even want to be discomforted talking about suffering. Talking about suffering. I mean, yes i'll never forget we were young man wanted to felt like he was calling to the ministry and he, he said yes i just want to shadow you i said okay okay well beat me over to the church because i got to move these pews i'm mentoring you right now i'm coaching you that's why i honor uh, andre frazier to this day a young man, sometimes we talk about young people and we talk about all oh, the young people, this young people, that. God got somebody yeah. that's willing to learn. Yeah. And when the student shows up, the teacher will teach. Yeah. Ain't no need teaching to teach no empty desk. Yeah. And when I say empty desk, I'm not talking about no people in them. People with no desire to learn. Yeah. I told Andre Frazier, he was preaching in different places and. And he joined our church. He said, I want to join your church. I said, well, if you're going to join this church, you need to stop preaching. And he said, what? I said, well, you're going around preaching, but you're going to join our church, and I've never heard you. So now you're going to represent us. So you need to take on our spirit. What we teach. And you can't become a teacher in this until you first become a student. He said, yes, sir. I said, well, you live in Maryland. I said, but the church in DC haven't started yet. I said, so you need to come to Lynchburg on the weekends. And because my thing is, if you were traveling to preach other places, you can travel to be in class. I said, I'm gonna give you somewhere to stay. I said, he said, oh, really? So I think he thought he was gonna stay with me. I said, no, you're gonna stay on the church at the church. I'm not telling him to do something that I haven't done to stay at the church. So one morning I says I need you to meet me over at the church and uh, he said, yes are we doing morning prayer? I said no the the heat has gone out in the church it was this building and I says we got to pour oil into the, the torpedoes so it'll be warm when the people get here because I can't trust you yeah. to have authority over people right. that you're not willing to serve. Come on, Bishop. Right. right. Come on, Bishop. Amen. right. Amen. And so, Jesus learned obedience. Now listen, when I say Jesus learned obedience, give me my time. Give me my time because they won't give it to me. Oh man, I, God bless you I'm so sorry. I'm way past my time. Oh, Oh, I had no idea. I had no idea. I'm sorry. All to the brunch, saints. I want to apologize to you. Amen. (laughs) Well, let me close with this point so I don't leave us suspended, right? (laughs) This is when you know you can start coming into maturity with God, Vaughn. The Bible says Jesus is our example. He learned obedience. Now, my challenge with that is is Jesus is God so that challenges me in my understanding of learning obedience learning obedience is not learning how to sin less learning obedience is growing more See, if your whole focus is on sinning less, you're not ready for the next place in God. Because if your whole thing is suppression and me getting out of sin. No, you're learning the more, the more you walk with God, the more you focus on the things of God, the space for other things will automatically diminish. The Bible says he learned obedience. There was no sin in him. It was a stretching of his capacity. See, Jesus could not die until his body was fully matured hear me hear me hear me hear me you're not ready to be offered up in the kingdom until you're fully mature see some of us want to be used as novices many of us want to be used in our immature state but God says I'm more committed to my glory than your image so I'll let you sit through it a a while see the lamb that had to be slain even as the Passover lamb had to be one years old it had to be fully mature Why? so it has enough blood to cover not meat to feed y'all. Not saying nothing to me in here. And see, God says I will take you through the process. It's not about you sinning less; it's about you growing more. Yeah. Oh <laughs> oh it's about your grandma. It's you. You. Yes, the Lord says I'm being able to trust you because if you're focusing on, oh Lord, I need to stop. Lord, I need to stop. Lord, I need to stop. But let me ask you a question: stopping to do what? I mean, you stop, in, you stop sinning to do what? That's right. So you think that's your whole state. You know, you've already been redeemed from your sin, yeah. right? Help us. I mean, the prison doors are open. I don't know, you're still just in there because you've always been in there, right? You can come out whenever you get ready. You got to learn life outside of it. You've been institutionalized. Shh. Nobody's bringing you your meals now. You gotta go out and sow and you gotta reap. You gotta operate in principles. It's not about sinning less, it's about growing more. And the way you grow, God says, All right, do what I tell you to do. Then I'm gonna trust you with something else. Do what I tell you, I'm gonna trust you with something else. Do that, and I'm gonna teach you. Let me tell y'all. Let, let me let me I'm, I'm thank y'all. Thank you, Dwayne, for y'all being patient. Cause I know y'all gotta get the brunch. Listen, hear me. Keith, listen. Hear me. Some of the stuff. That God is telling us to do. It ain't about the stuff. He took a whole dispensation of the old covenant. To have them doing stuff. That it wasn't about. Did you think God cared about them mixing materials? Nobody was breaking out because you mix materials. Do not mix materials. Wow, God is really into this fashion thing. (laughs) It wasn't about the materials. It was about us mixing. Our ideology, ideology ideologies in God's grace. It wasn't about the materials. When he said, don't. It wasn't that that was so evil. Hallelujah. (laughs) God is training us in obedience place. So Father I'm asking you right now in Jesus name Lord this word is not just for the hearer it's also for the preacher. It's for all of us that are in this room cause there's more you want to do in us and there's more you want to do through us help us train us in obedience <laughs> some of the stuff I've been asking you for I need to change my prayer requests down. Teach me how to obey. Mm. Don't let my suffering be wasted. Don't let my time be wasted. Hey, this is Bishop S.Y. Younger. Thank you for watching this video. And now what I need you to do is like and subscribe to this YouTube channel so you can continue to get more inspirational, motivational, and gospel content in your direction.